Hi everybody, this is Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Trick Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in to find out all the latest news. Let's go Rangers! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Today is Monday, January 17th of the year, 2022. My name is Jim, and as always, I'm joined by the only one and only. Well, the only. Either way. There's not not a few of me around. Eddie, it is Monday night, and that means one thing. Take it away. That's right. I have to say, Felix Hunger, you are an inane drone. (laughs) As I was called by Cutter on my other show. Wait till you see the comments on the Facebook page. Anyway, let's talk about it. Let's revel in the pain of others. The Dallas Cowboys eliminated. (laughs) Dandy Duncan, rotten hell for all I care. The cowgirls go down to defeat. And boy, Jim is happy about it, and so are his fellow Giant fans. And on the other side of the coin, the disgraceful New York Jets can revel in the pain of the New England Patriots getting pasted by the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo, what are they called? The Bills Mafia rejoices as now Matt Jones sleeps with the fishes. Now. (laughs) I want to talk about the New York Rangers. Maui, Maui, give me a break. This Chris Knobloch ain't that bad. One and <laughs> one in Gerard Delant Galantstead. Wonderful job. Now I turn it over to the great, the wonderful, the phantasmo, the phantasmic, the uh, man that I have uh, been sharing the screen and audio mics for 12 years or so, the wonderful. <laughs> Sensational, the dynamite, Jim Schmiedberg. Jim, how you doing? I'm so glad that you are in charge of this show because I tried to launch the show on Sunday. That was a complete catastrophe. Thank God you are the controls uh, for this this wonderful show we have. 
Well, I, I, I do what I can. It's 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 not always perfect. So Lord knows I've made my share of goofs over the years. Goofs, gaffs, and uh, whatever else you want to call them. But yes, let's start with you. Since Eddie brought it up, let's start with football. What a great, what a great, great weekend. What a perfect sports weekend. The New York Rangers defeat the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday night, 3-2. to two. Wasn't pretty, but neither is the city of Philadelphia, so we'll take it. And then yesterday... The Philadelphia Eagles cry, Eagles cry. Down they go to the great Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League, the United States Football League, the World League of American Football, the fan-friendly Football League, any football league you have. Tom XFL, CFL. XFL, one and two, the CFL, the Mexican Football League, the greatest quarterback of all time. The man is 275 years old, and he just keeps getting it done, lighting up the scoreboard yesterday. And let me tell you something. You mentioned the Buffalo Bills with their thrashing of the New England Patriots. That Bills Mafia, man, I'm telling you, the they were that game was at eight o'clock Saturday night. Their fans were out in that parking lot in sub-zero temperatures, drinking at eleven o'clock in the morning. They showed them on NFL Network. There was a guy with a bottle of vodka this big, just chugging from the bottle at eleven. Now, whether or not he lived to watch the game, I don't know. But they are some serious fans. And then. Dak Prescott not knowing how much time on the clock. Spike that ball, Dak. You got to spike those, Fokker. Let the umpire touch your balls. Dallas down in flames. Couldn't happen to a more deserving ownership or franchise. To see them lose in heartbreaking, mind-numbing fashion. Sorry, Joe Catroni. I love you like a brother. Listen, to hell with your Dallas Cowboys. I am big compadres with a lot of Dallas fans. And, I, I again, I don't have the hatred for Dallas as like you have. And, and, and deservedly so. The Giants fans should hate Dallas and the Eagles. Uh, but the, the Dallas fan base is so intolerable, even for me, that I hope they lose. I know my oh. friends will survive. Costa, blow it out your ass. It's not a narrative. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. Tell me who's better. Yeah. Tony Nagel, Norm Sneed, get out of here. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's better than Starbuck. He's better than uh, uh, Mannings, both Mannings, and those guys are what I consider top-notch quarterbacks that I've seen in my lifetime. He's certainly better than Joe Namath, Joe Willie. Oh, stop it. Stop it, Costa. Stop it. Stop. Why? 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 We can't praise somebody, Costa. We can't have a positive thought in our lives. It all has to be some negative BS. No. We're not. This isn't a narrative. He keeps winning fucking games. That's the narrative. The narrative is he's got like 12 rings. The narrative was, and again, this is not a football show, that it was all Belichick in New England. Guess what? We'll find that a little different now. Montana was great. Brady's better. Montana, Montana was clutch. Great. He's clutch. Not, I got to against Joe Montana. He's one of the greatest of all time. Brady's better. Brady's better. He's better. Oh, God. And you know what? Yeah, okay, he's he's undefeated. Great. Well, he never went up against the Giants in the Super Bowl. What can I tell you? Oh, 
And, and if not for two fluke plays in those Super Bowls, Brady wins them all. Get out of here. I don't want to. Get out of here. Barely talk hockey. Uh, Montana went to Kansas City and couldn't get it done. Brady could go play for the for whatever team you, you, you want to name. He could go play for the Jets, and the Jets would win a Super Bowl. Oh, stop with the no, cheating. Stop it. All right. Come on. Uh, just let it. You talk about a narrative. You're perpetuating that whole cheating thing. Right. If you take the balls at the right pressure, he's still throwing touchdown passes. Right. Right. All right. Anyway. Mark Sanchez. That's how about those Rangers? Hey, First place New York Rangers. I something to say. Can I <laughs> this is something about the New York Rangers that we are not privy to, and, and most of the people here, what we'll call you know, using wrestling terms. We're the smart fans. We know the ins and the outs and what's going on. Well, not me. I'm not so smart, you know. But, the, you know. We know the draft picks. We know where we're picking. We know the trades. Jim knows the right-handed defenseman's got more value. <laughs> we know all that. But for the normal Ranger fan who's not inundated with this information that we at our fingertips on the internet, I ran into two people that have this one guy, Jeff, he works for the post office. Salt of the earth, great guy, awesome dude. I mean, gigantic Ranger fan. Like, this is his only hobby in life is watching the Rangers. I don't think he even watches any other sports. <laughs> Just the Rangers. I run into him, Jim. He's a postal worker. He's a carrier. It's two degrees out. He wears the uniform. God bless you, sir. <laughs> Great guy. Freezing out. He goes... And he knows I do the podcast, and he always wants to know, like, what we think and what the thing. He goes, what do you think about those Rangers? Yeah, they're doing pretty good. And he's like, I think they're great. He goes, I think what they're doing this year is great. And he's like, his eyes are lighting up. I love it. I know. Because we are so inundated with all this information. Oh, we could do better than this guy. We... Come on, Philip uh, uh, Feeble, we got to get rid of him. But he's just watching it just as a fan who's been subjected to some, you know, not so good. He's ecstatic. I met another guy. He was glowing. The glow. I mean, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try to be more like this. I'm not going to. And then that faded after the fly game. That <laughs> lasted all eight minutes into the fly game. <laughs> I mean, I try to be like, you know what? It's true, though, man. If you're a Ranger fan that's not in the loop and worrying about the cap and signing Ryan Strom at the end of the season, you're enjoying this shit. You love it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, but I, I feel like I should be enjoying it more. This guy was like he was having a religious experience. Yeah, yeah I'm enjoying it. The thing is, is that, you know, for the – for most of my life and especially even more so these last 12 years, like I try really hard not to miss a game, you know, whereas before we started doing this show, if I missed a game or two, I was okay with it. Now I try, you know, I try and make sure I watch, I catch every game. So, so it's, I keep waiting for the, for the bottom to drop out. I keep waiting for that other skate to drop. You know, I, I and it's. I, I wish I. You know, I wish I wish I could be more, 
more like a Labrador retriever that, you know, they're just kind of like, you know, we won the game. But see, Costa, you're going the way that that you're analyzing it too much. You're not the Rangers were bereft of winning for the last three years. Hundred. Steve has four cups in a hundred years. I mean, they were piss poor. They were hard to watch. But now you turn on a game, you see a win a lot of the times. And you I don't know them. how they get there. Sometimes it's not so not so great. Maybe shit. Maybe. Uh, sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. But you also see this team winning a lot of games that other other versions of the New York Rangers would have lost. You know? Just enjoy it. This, but it's so hard because it's ingrained in us. This team's got a testicular fortitude that we have a that we're not quite used to. Yeah. They they just keep even Mika Zibanejad said it. We just keep finding ways. I mean Kreider? They can't shut him off. He doesn't want to shut down. Twenty four goals. Holy shit. We've been asking ourselves for 10 years, can he score 30 goals? Now I'm starting, can he get, can he get to 40? I mean, he could wind up, I mean, he's, he's got to be on, they haven't even hit the halfway point yet, right? 39 games played, he's on pace for almost 50, for 50 goals. Now, I don't think he's going to score 50, but I'd certainly take, I'd be thrilled with 40. Chef Ra. Thank you. And I need a, a T-tube. Thank you. Now, I, I, again, I should be, uh, you know, to use one of these phrases they use nowadays, over the moon about Chris Kreider, right? But in the back of my my, my range of head is, you, well, it's going to end. You've been trained. He'll get to 30, and then the rest, he's going to be on a milk carton. Well, you know? we, we've, been, we've been desensitized. But I wish I could go back. And you know how we were when we were young. All of us were young, like 15, 16. We didn't know any better. Right. Sometimes I wish I could go back to that, where I thought the Rangers every year had a chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Right. Yeah. But yeah. in the information age, you can't, you know. But now we've seen things. <laughs> we've seen some things. John Friedman, see? He's just glad we aren't in the Tom Rennie years. Rennie's robots, as Eddie likes to call them. Yes. The what you miss the Chad Wiseman's of the world? Speaking of which, Jim, uh, I got. Oh, we have a big, we have a big announcement today, don't we? We uh, do. We'll get to that. Uh, I'll wait to that. Uh, uh so uh, I, listen, I, I'm I'm trying to approach it as, thank God, and come on, guys. I mean, we try not to say it, but what what came out on Twitter this week. It is extra, extra gravy that the Islanders suck. Still they, in last place. They suck. Still in last place. After we had to survive, and we were a class act Why they were winning. <laughs> All right, maybe I jest. But... Uh, it's even extra special since the Rangers are uh, back and in the news and relevant. 
And um, I am going to uh, try to be more happier and not be as aggravated when they lose. And I don't care if they lose to the, the top teams and beat the middling teams. They're a middling team as far as I'm concerned. I've said this all along. When are we going to be world beaters in our first year with the Gerard Gallant Gallant? <laughs> Gallant Gallant. So uh, I'm going to try to be more positive. Now, guy, people want to talk about some of the players. Uh, <laughs> Black-hearted cat wants to know, is Costa pregnant? I don't know. He's been a little bit moody lately. I don't know. We're going to get him to pee on a stick before the end of the night. Yeah. Oh. Wait till I tell you. I got, I got word. He's, uh, he's not working at the, uh, the gay community anymore. I heard. Gay community. I heard. He changed jobs because we were beating that to death, that joke, he said. <laughs> he changed jobs because they wanted him to work nights when he's got to be here for the show. <laughs> well, he's got his priorities straight. Right. Uh, Mario Morgado, the great Mario Morgado, I salute you, my friend, raises the question, can anyone explain why Shesty didn't make the All-Star game? Uh, uh, he probably was hurt or uh, COVID protocol. I don't think you can give Shesty... I don't know. I really didn't stack up the stats. I mean, surely he's up there in wins and goals against and have you, but he's up there in everything. He's fantastic. I, I just, he's fantastic. Unbelievable. Right. I, I, I don't care. I, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't get, I don't get where I understand. I understand. Mario asked a valid question. Me personally, I don't care. I don't want any of my. I, I don't. I've I've said this a hundred times. I don't want my players in the Olympics. I don't want them. I don't want them in any All Star games. I don't. I don't want them doing anything except playing these games. I don't. I don't want them to risk getting hurt. Yes, I agree. The All Star game used to mean a lot to me as a, again going back to when I was a kid. Remember when like because I was a you know I'm still a dumb Met fan and and you are too. Remember would be like oh my god. Uh, Joe Youngblood made the All-Star team. <laughs> wow. I can't wait for the half inning he's going to play. Yeah, but now I don't give a crap. I mean, the guy is going to get accolades when he's passed the Stanley Cup in a few years. Right. So that's all I'm worried about. The, the only accolades he needs are the accolades he gets right here on this program. That's right awesome. here on this show. That's all the validation any any New York Ranger needs. Uh, the buzz in the locker room tomorrow is any day after a show is what did they say about me last night on Blue Shirt Underground Radio? Is is my stock up or stock down? Tomorrow they'll be talking about hey Crides, Jim was saying last night you could score fifty this year. Did you hear? <laughs> Hope they don't tune into any shows from previous years. <laughs> uh Hey, Keandre, did you hear Jim say last night that Braden Schneider could replace you in a minute, in a heartbeat? Yeah, because Braden Schneider has that great swath of uh, of previous experience playing in the NHL. Uh, the one-game evals, two-game evals are in. Yes. I like the kid. I, the Rangers going to have to deal some of these guys. The Yolunquist. Uh, now we, we can talk about the uh, – uh, <laughs> Coach has got Truba with – Robertson already. Wow. 
I, I got to say, I think I'm like, there's only three people left defending Keandre Miller, and I'm one of them. I feel like the turn base, the worm has turned, as they say, on Keandre Miller. But I'm not going to get into that. You know how I feel about it. You guys want to push these other guys that you haven't seen, that have no track record, just because you like the first two games you see. Okay. Whatever. We'll see what the management does. I don't want to argue with nobody. Who's right. not arguing? No, me and you. Me and you. But these other clowns. Their coast is going to push his agendas here. We've got Fox and Lindgren. Oh, boy. Schubert and Robertson and Jones and Schneider. What? Well, I, you just want to – you're going to have three rookies <laughs> in the lineup? Well, they had three rookies in the lineup last week. Yeah, but that was under COVID protocol. And, uh, you, you, We're always under COVID protocol. COVID protocol ain't going anywhere. We're always going to be. I under- know that, but I mean, like, <laughs> two or three game stint. You're going to go, you're going to war with three rookies? Sure. Think about. Why not? It's all about the baby Rangers these days, Eddie. Okay, Filipino. Take Troop out there and put Lundqvist in there. I mean, you, may, you guys are going a little bit crazy. What what happened? What happened to Positive Eddie? Could have tried to be more like this. Well, how dare somebody disagree with me? <laughs> All right. So there's a lot to be glad about. I'm so glad that Chris Knobloch came up here. Look like they the guys have a system that looks like it translates. But then again, I don't think Gallant has that much of a system other than keep let it the players play. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. And it works. Again, I've identified a little. I still have not identified the full Gerard Gallant effect, but it's working. I'm not questioning it. I'm trying to enjoy it. And Knobloch seemed to do the same with the players that came up. Right. Well, I think what we did, we do find out is the Rangers do have a log jam at defense. Whether you don't think Keandre Miller should be in the mix or not, that's the reality. So, what are you going to do with all these guys? Time to start. Time to start moving some assets. Let's okay. go. And and you better get be getting forwards. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. So uh, I was I've been very happy. Uh, let's talk about some of the guys. Uh. You guys trying to gaslight me, trying to get me going in this chat room with the Keandre Miller stuff. I'm telling you, it, it's going to work. I'm going to get hot. I'm going to get real hot soon. <laughs> hey, you know what's? You know what's? You know what I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about after Saturday night's game, the Rangers have a player who is a bona fide team killer. You know, there's always been those guys that were Ranger killers. There are still guys that are Ranger killers. Uh, you know, a bunch of uh, Pajot and Marcheseau and Brett Howden. Now you add him to that list. But uh, Mika Zibanejad. Right, Jeff Skinner. Yeah. But Mika Zibanejad is officially a flyer killer. Yes, he is. He definitely is. Uh, I just, I don't remember a, a lot of guys like, having a lot of guys like that who you could just say, oh, this guy just, you know, this guy on the Rangers just kills the Islanders or kills the Devils, or you oh, know. Yeah, you're right. That never—that's never the case. It's always it been. 
you know, I think we could probably name, we, if we put our minds to it, we could probably think of 10, 15 guys, you know, in our lifetime that were just absolute ranger killers. John Drews. John Drews. Uh, Bondra. I think Bondra was a. Bondra used to light us up. Uh, and I'm, not even talking about, I'm not even talking about guys like Lemieux or, you know, I'm talking yeah. about just. Like middling star, middling guy. Right, right. Wow. Brian Boyle. Brian Boyle's a ranger killer. He is. So. I, uh, listen, I'm excited. We should be excited. Jeff Gordon built a monster and then was let go. Thank God. He was kicked out of Monarch Industries. That's right. And uh, Georgiev. Does Georgiev get the start Friday night against the Canes to possibly face his 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 arch nemesis? I don't know. I, that that Canes team is pretty good. I think they have been floundering a bit of late, but I'm not sure on that. Thank you, Jason fucking Chimera. Oh God, that guy. <laughs> Was a Hank killer, right? right yeah. Is it Josh Bailey on the Islanders or something? He's another one. Josh Bailey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That, that's a question led up to our uh, my favorite coach of all time, Gerard Gallant. Gallant. Can't stop saying Gallant Gallant because they keep changing it every fucking game. Well, I think like I think I said this last week. It's a step one. One broadcaster calls him Gallant, and one calls him Gallant. I guess they figure that they've got their bases covered. I was afraid that he's going to come up to the, the 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 booth and beat him up. Those two schleps. <laughs> what? Uh, what? 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 I don't even want to talk. I mean, I know you got a clip you want to play with the. These two chuckleheads really—they couldn't call a hockey game if their life depended on it, and they—and they're blessed. And I might say blessed to call the New York Ranger games every night. What an honor it is to call the New York Rangers, although the Rangers stink most of the time. You get to go to Madison Square Garden, the world's most quietest arena. You get to go to uh, New York and the Harlem, and they. They march these two corpses up there. They take the elevator up. <laughs> One's got boot black on his thinning hair in the front. The other guy looks like Benjamin Franklin. He's got a toupee or a comb over. I don't know. It looks like boot black. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They can't call a game. All they did was talk about the other team. It's a disgrace. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, huh, it's just... It's an abomination that they should be replaced right now. Anyway, Wednesday night we'll get Kenny Albert on the TNT broadcast. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. What, what's going on? What, what is this all about? We've got another hostage video. Who is Vum dot NGO? <laughs> Vum NGO and Bingo was his name. Oh, well, there's another hostage, Abigail Marshall, please. Amber right. Alert on Abigail. Right. Uh, don't know what that means, but hey, listen. Somebody could figure it out. 
So you get these dummies up there, and they just—they're driving me nuts. But that's beside the point. Well, I'd, Sam had another, uh, uh, as you said, a, what a guffaw, a uh, gaff, a, a gaff. Just, I I don't even know if it's not really a gaffe. It was just one of his, one of his uh, Samisms. I don't know. The other night, uh, Filipino breaking in, and we get this. We get, we've had these before. This was our first of the season. He, <laughs> do you remember the, the viewing party we had where everybody's just yelling, he, he, <laughs> like 40 of us just, yelling, he, <sighs> come on. If He's I had a good a, man, Sam, if you had an objective person in from the Connecticut school of broadcasting, come in here and analyze that call. It would get a resounding F. There's no player. There's not. It was in. No, it was out. No, it did not go in. Why? Because you saw the referee yelling, uh, waving it off, like right in front of your face. There's no. It's awful. And we're subjected to this night after night, fans. And I don't care your allegiance to Sam and Joe. Oh, yeah, I grew up on them. Guess what? You're going to die with them at this pace. <laughs> They've yeah. been removed. Insurrection, I call. <laughs> and Mark, Mark, Mark Nowak hits the nail on the head. The MSG, the, the broadcasts have been a disaster all year long. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they've got interns running the running, <laughs> directing from the booth or what. The audio's been off. The picture quality's been off. Uh, yep. The 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 uh, the camera angles have been off. They they cut the commercial when they're in the middle of the game action. They've missed things on camera. I mean, it, it's like cable access. I mean, th- th- this network's been in business for fifty years. The broadcast, and you know, a lot of times we talk about the broadcast when the Rangers are losing, but the, the Rangers are winners, as right. we've already established. Um, I think the COVID and that, I think they're very shorthanded. I think they're running this show on like chicken wire and like, <laughs> I, I don't know, squirrels hurting machinery and two like tin cans and a string. Yeah. And like a Flintstones thing with like a, <laughs> like a dodo bird running a <laughs> rabbit ears with a real rabbit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's awful. The broadcast is unwatchable. First of all, now I'm going to go off, Jim. I'm going to go off. I'm let, I'm ready to blow. If you look so wet and ready. All right. What's with the fucking betting? <coughs> they should just put the giant word betting across the screen during the game. Before the pregame, they give him a half hour to see Vagistat and the other guy, that other corpse, Giannone. I, I've said on this show, a package of styrofoam peanuts has more personality than John Giannone. A styrofoam packing peanut. Betting. 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 And it's, it's 
multiple co- multiple companies. I, I, I can't even. I, I couldn't. There's Bet MGM, Bet, and then there's the one Bet that Rivers, Caesars, Joan Rivers, Joan, Joan Rivers, and I keep. I'm glad you brought this up. I, I don't think I. I don't think I asked you this question yet on the show, but I'm going to ask it now. Don't you think? Did did I mention the Gretzky thing yet about the commercials that he's doing? I don't did I mention this on the air yet? No, I don't think you've touched upon it. If if you were a big time sports athlete, the greatest athlete that ever played your sport, and your wife was implicated in a gambling scandal, wouldn't you kind of stay away from endorsing anything that had to do with gambling? Don't you think that's a bad look? I mean, I love Gretzky as much as the next guy, but does he really need this money? Does he does he need money that bad that he's got to take the is it Bet MGM or Caesars? I don't even know who it is. I think it's Caesars. I'm not sure. Does he really need their money that bad? And, and he's got Eli, Eli Manning's another one. Is, is Eli hurting for money? Eli's everywhere all of a sudden. He's doing oh, more commercials yeah. now than he was doing when he was playing. He's doing betting commercials, Frank's Red Hot commercials, car commercials, some business company commercials. Anyway, but if it were me. If my wife was implicated in a gambling scandal where a lot of people came, you know, a lot of people came out of that looking pretty bad, I'd like to think I'd have the presence of mind to maybe say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't take endorsement money from a gambling company. I'm pretty sure there's probably other companies that don't delve into gambling that might want to pay Wayne Gretzky a few bucks if he's looking for a little pocket change, you know, <laughs> Canadian Tire. See, the thing is, Tim Hortons. Gambling is such a losing proposition. And listen, I gamble. Gamble is such a losing proposition. These gambling sites, they have, I mean, huge amounts of money to spend on this media. They probably offered them like a billion dollars. So I'll walk out on that ice. I'll wave whatever I got to do. They, they must have just thrown money at them. I mean, it's it's you know, it's to me, it's no it's no different than cigarettes. It is an entire industry that is counting on you being an addict. <laughs> it really is. Is Mark is Mark Nowak serious about what he's put in his chat? Is that true? Is that is that true? Wow! Oh come well, on! Uh, well, see. But no, this I don't. I don't. Begr- I don't begrudge a guy making his money. I mean, you know, like I said, Eli, he's all over the place too. Hank too. It's fine. I just think that Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, doing a com- doing commercials for a gambling operation when his wife was implicated in an illegal gambling scheme. It was in Phoenix. Nobody pays attention to that. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> Phoenix. Was Rick Tockett in Arizona. I thought Tockett was with the Penguins at the. I don't know. Whatever it was. Still, it's a bad optic, man. Nobody cares. It's bet, 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 bet. They're gonna <laughs> have it on. Nobody... They, they're gonna have it on their helmet soon. <clears throat> bet now they'll have the odds for the over under. The they'll update. The they'll update the odds. They'll have little digital readouts on their helmets. Insane. And like how he says the prop betting, the in game betting. The, it's DraftKings, it's FanDuel, it's Caesars, it's uh, Joan Rivers, it's the other thing. It's that <laughs> five MGM. other companies. 
You listen to sports radio, which I do still. Why? I don't know. I like to see hear people. I love people frustrated. Every commercial is Fandle Sports King and that other bitch from that fucking uh, come and get it. That fucking stupid. Who is that whore that is on that fucking show? On wow. the car dealership. Come and get it. Come what? and get it. Oh my God. I want to kill her. Oh. Wow. I'm sorry. It's He's off and running now. And then you got JB Smooth. I used to like JB Smooth. I want to fucking strangle that guy. They got Jamie Foxx. This guy, one of us. I don't like Jamie Foxx, by the way. Got an Oscar for doing an impersonation. You know, okay, fine. Ray, well, wonderful, wonderful. Go watch it. Then he's doing uh, the guy from uh, Breaking Bad there. That, that, that guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the kid there. The, the, what he play? Uh, the, what was his name? I can't think of it. The the guy who played the the, the, the ex student of uh, Heisenberg there. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. Okay, <laughs> that guy he's doing him. I mean, uh, see the Corsella knows. Come get some. <laughs> that bitch. She should die. <laughs> Come get some. Lay off. You all my hate and crime. I, I I hate everybody. That radio was driving me nuts. I mean, I used to think the cause for kids commercial was annoying. That come get some lady's gotta die now. Jesse, Jesse Pinkman, he played. That guy's even doing him. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Chad. I just I I just got a lot to vent about. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, you know, they're all doing it. Bet, 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 Flintstones. The sirens start going up. They just play that. Sponsored by Sport DraftKings. And hockey seems to be the worst offender. They just, again, they'll take anybody's money. This power play sponsored by Antifa. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, they just take, will take any. No. I mean, really, the NHL is the. I I I don't watch the other sports, but uh, uh, the basketball I don't watch. I don't know if it's that prevalent in basketball. Everybody watches basketball, so I I would assume that uh, people bet it. Football, of course, football. But I don't even see in football, which is the most bet sport. I would. The the whole game is not inundated with. uh, And then. They're getting all this ad money, and like Jim says, MSG is one of like it's a community playhouse over there. Everybody's got like a uh, 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 the first time on the air. You got the two senile uh, guys up there. Can't <laughs> community playhouse. I mean, it's a third. It's a third-rate broadcast. It's like summer, MSG. It's like summer stock. Yeah, I played an announcer in summer stock at MSG. I mean, come on. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. 
Oh, I'll tell you, God bless YouTube and God bless the MP3, the YouTube to MP3 conversion website. <laughs> that I can that I can have a sound clip that we when we call one, we can have it up and ready in minutes. I mean, it's so <laughs> annoying. I mean, I can uh, I understand you need to fill out there's no other advertisers. <laughs> Where the money's at right now. Until they until they turn every every kid between the age of twenty and thirty into a degenerate homeless gambler, that's where the money's at. I mean, I could give a shit about society, really, because it's it's <laughs> really because everybody stuck their fingers in it long ago and carried it apart, and it's it's never going to be the same again. This is, this is, so I could give a shit, but really, you're right. Everyone is going to be a degenerate gambler. Listen. I, the horn at the end is great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. City, listen, I'm in Atlantic City uh, like, you know, five, six times a year. I like Las Vegas. I make some bets. You like Merv Griffin. What? <laughs> you like Merv Griffin. <laughs> I, I, you know, listen, I like to bet, man. But. If this was around, and and I'm guilty of it too, I'm a hypocrite. Right now because as soon as it became legal in New York, I joined Caesars. But I, I haven't made any bets yet. No, but, 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 no, I haven't made a bet. Pirate in the back. <laughs> 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 Joe McAfee's betting right now. <laughs> wow. How, why would you bet a specific score 3-2? Sean, I got we're gonna have to have an intervention with you. But you're a single guy, right? You got nothing. That, that that's fucking all that, he's betting all that book money. All yeah, that residual. Big time uh, elitist book. <laughs> Every time somebody buys his book, he bets he places a bet. When you got kids and you got responsibilities, uh, you can't afford a bet. Starting off in life and having these kids at 21, uh, seeing all these bets and the fan duel and do your lineups and that whole bit, it's bad for society. I'm sorry. That's all my social commentary as far as that's concerned. But like George Collins used to say, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you, folks. <laughs> hey. If you got the extra cash and you're you got no response, have at it. Yep. Have at it. God bless you. I don't know what a boost is, Sean. They keep I see go there. This is a boost. That's a boost. What what is a boost? No, I don't want to know what a boost is. As a matter of fact, I don't care what a boost is now. I've changed my mind in 15 seconds. I hate the gambling on the stupid sports. And you're right about Gretzky. You should have. Uh, the brains up here. He's got a fucking restaurant. He's a legend in Canada. He never has to buy a meal the rest of his life. He's married to a hot wife. And, uh, he's got a hot daughter. And uh, he, he's on the, the TNT there, right? Or whatever one of those. ESPN. I don't know what. He's on the, the LimeWire or whatever he's on. I have no idea. He's got a gig there. He's just got to show up. Do an autograph session. You can get at least $150 a pop. And that's another thing, ladies and gentlemen. I went to one of these uh, cockamamie shows the other day, and there was one hockey player there. 
His name was Brian Leach. And I'm sorry. People got mad at me because I didn't get a Brian Leach autograph. Brian Leach is probably my favorite player of all time. Uh, one, one of the greatest defensemen I've ever seen. I am not paying $149 or $129 for Brian Leach to sign my ass. Right? He's not signing anything. Then they charge you, get this, like $15 a word to personalize it. Like if I wanted to have it to Jim. $15 a word? It's something like that. It's something like that. I, mean, I might be over-exaggerating. I'll look it up. I not them, and I I went to this thing, Jim. The line was a hundred plus people long to get in, to spend their money on. Not just there was a couple giant. I think there was a giant there. There was a couple guys there, and oh, you didn't you didn't get Leach's autograph? You were there. I'm not I'm not that much of a fanboy. I need validation. I need a, a a trophy that I I met the guy and that he signed something. I'd rather have a picture. I'd fuck. Uh, yeah. Give me I, I I haven't been an autograph guy since I was ten. I'd rather Dude, have a picture. You gotta see. I listen. There were a lot of Ranger fans there. And oh, I felt sure. Bad. They look more like Islander fans. These people. These autograph hounds. They are Cretans. They are people. The infirm. They have. They look like they came, like <coughs> were shipped in a suitcase, and they came out of the suitcase. The hair is all uncapped. It was ridiculous. But anyway, that's so. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. But and again, Gretzky could easily do this. Spent. Uh, he's the greatest player of all time. He could charge fifty dollars a word. <laughs> could have him write the yeah. could have him write the Gettysburg Address. He'd make four grand. They had Leach signing anything and everything. Mostly stuff that they hang in their man caves, you know. Uh, they have a whole... Buckle word, see, Andrew. Let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to go and find what, uh, what, the, what the prices were on this. So. <sighs> People are getting mad at me because I blew the chance. All right, let's see. All right, let's see. I got it. I'm there. And the buoy. Oh, and you know who else they have there while I'm looking for this? The soup Nazi. That's right. The soup Nazi. He makes a lot of appearances. I see him, I, I see him all over, you know. All over, like Facebook, you know, he's appearing here, appearing there. Yeah, I'm trying to see. For a guy who complained for an awful long time, he didn't want to be called the soup Nazi. He sure knows how to capitalize on it. Well, the dope doesn't get any business. Nobody was at his table. Because you know why? Nobody cares about what his real name is at all. I don't know the guy's name. I said this on my other podcast, by the way. Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards Podcast. Join the Facebook group. Follow me on uh, uh, on Instagram. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Whatever. I said this on the other thing. If you're going to show up at a fucking thing and you're the soup Nazi, 
and you want to get people, wear the fucking costume. Where the fuck? Nobody cares about his name. Ro actor Robert Thomas. All right, here we go. All right, now I may have exaggerated some of the <laughs> prices. Okay. A flat up to 16 by 20 mini uh, minis or pucks, $59. Oversized flats, jerseys, sticks, equipments, $79. This is for Leech. Okay. Descriptions up to three words, $29 a piece. And he's got a limit on inscriptions. It's two max. All right. Maybe I exaggerated the price a little bit. I was in the, I am still not paying that. I, I, I'm sorry. <sighs> and, uh, does he really need the money? I mean, some of these other guys, these baseball guys. Uh, Mattingly. $119. To sign a ball. Get the fuck out of here. Barry Larkin, $89 to sign a ball. Now, I could see like Dave Parker's $39. I guess if you like Dave Parker, I guess that's okay. See, that's the one I'd go for. <laughs> I'd go I for Dave. I like Dave Parker. Dwight Gooden, $29. Any item. There you go. That's my guy. Gonna be cheap, but I liked Dwight Gooden as a Met. I loved his first three, four years was awesome. But some is CC Sabathia, one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Get the fuck out of here! Crazy. Uh, anyway, so I'm off. I'm off the rails here. And Larry Thomas, the soup Nazi. Any items except Funkos? What he's got something in his right hand and he's not gonna do Funkos? Oh, wait. It's extra for him to sign a Funko. It's he's $50. Got... Why? Uh, never mind. People are dying to spend their money on shit. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, maybe I'm just not one of these guys with the autographs. Although, maybe now we should transition to a little bit more happier, non-volatile news now that I've Completely. Speaking of appearances? Yeah, speaking of appearances. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're sitting down. We have a big announcement. After much speculation and discussion, thanks to the great Nick Adams, who literally went on a fact-finding BSU tour on uh, Thursday or Friday of last week. We had a conference call with Nick. Nick is a uh, Nick is a is a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He is a, a well. He, he is a uh, he's familiar with the bar scene of New York City, and we spoke to Nick, and and Nick said, you know, tell me what you guys are looking for, and I'll do some research. And I'll find you guys a place to have a viewing party. Because as everybody knows, we've had some trouble connecting with Slatteries. It's nothing against Slatteries. They're just, they're, March is a tough month. And that's when we're looking at. 
And the other dates that we threw at them, they just didn't have the, avail- the, the availability. But Nick Adams has come through. So, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie and I are here to tell you tonight that on Saturday, February 26th, which is just 9.39 days away, at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, Saturday afternoon, February 26th, The New York Rangers will be in Pittsburgh taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we will be here at McHale's. Oh, it's beautiful, Sam. Bar and Grill. And if you look at this place, it looks just like Slattery's. It's got better TVs. It, it, It looks just like Slattery's from the outside. And... This, I believe, this picture right here that we're looking at as we speak is their. Uh, I think this is their upstairs, and we will be upstairs. That's what that's what Eddie and I were told. Mikhail's is at Fifty First Street and Eighth Avenue, not too far from the Garden. Hold on, did I? We have it here. Here we go. Uh, yes, right there, fifth, right near the, uh, the Times Square Diner and Grill, there will be, uh, I believe there will be specials, they have food, they are very excited to have us, so we will be there Saturday, February 26th, I will put up the, I'm hoping to have the graphic and I'll create the event tomorrow. As always, we will have raffles, giveaways, lots of fun. And just a reminder, just like the viewing party that was canceled in November, you will need to show proof of vaccination. And it's got to have your name on it because they're going to show they're going to ask for your ID. Yeah, they want that's the big thing Nick was telling us that they they have to have your ID and your proof. That's the big thing. They don't care. They don't even look at your picture or whatever. As long as that ID matches up with your 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 you know your M uh, your uh, Excelsior pass or whatever you that you is. Can, you can show it on your phone or you can show the card, but it's got to match your ID. Uh, Tracy, to answer your question, Slattery's, we've just had some trouble finding availability where they had room for us, and we just weren't able to connect on a date with them, so we we may still, who knows, we may wind up doing a playoff viewing party, and certainly Slattery's would be our first choice, but uh, we wanted to have a viewing party, and this was, this was what we, this was what we can come up with. Mikhail's Pub, we'll have all the information in the, in the Facebook group for you. Uh, probably tomorrow. And yes, Nick Adams being there is a draw. Everybody loves it Nick. Is. And I I extend uh, uh, my invitation. So the guys for Two Guy as One Cup uh, podcast, Rock and Sean and Brian Attard, uh, you know, uh, Sean, the uh, excellent author, the elite author, the all elite author. And uh, to come on down, these are friends of ours, guys. We wish uh, the best. The rest of these podcasts and other people can go 
scratch, as my mother used to say. Uh, I don't care about them. We could have our we could have our own forum. <laughs> yeah, we could have our own forum. As a matter of fact, while I was at the extravaganza, <coughs> I was going through a guy's cards. Uh, 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 again, I'm not making this a card show, but this is. I said, you know, I found in a dollar bin some New York Ranger autographs from way back when. Now these aren't aren't official autographs, but they are autographs that players signed. I guess uh, you know, there's no way of authenticating this, but I don't think people were out like trying to fake a Mike Rogers autograph. Mike Rogers. Look at that. Oh, and those jerseys. Yeah. Like those jerseys. I will have these at the viewing party, and they will be either given away or raffled away. And I have some of your faves, boys and girls. This is one of your faves. You've mentioned this guy on the uh, the broadcast. Mike Bladesdell. <laughs> Where else can you get a Mike Bladesdell? One of the all-time greats. Oh, how about this one? And I'll leave it at this, guys. This says it all. I can't read the name. Oh, is that is that oh Miroslav Horshiva? Horshiva, Horshitka. A plethora of number six, and so uh, so so it is uh, going to be a party like none other. We're going to celebrate like it's nineteen ninety four. Well, John, I sympathize with you, but it's the way of the world. What can I tell you? It's their rules. We got to play by their rules. Until I can open my own bar in my own country with make my own laws, this is what we got to do. <laughs> yep. So uh, it's going to be a whiz-bang affair. <clears throat> it will be a coming together to commiserate. It's been two years or so. At least. It'll be over two years. Oh, wow. So we're proud to announce that. And uh, Yep. Can't wait to see you guys, and please try to get down. Same here. Uh, hopefully, this game. Hopefully, this game gets played, and we can we can do this. Okay, let's go. Uh, we're getting a little. We're getting a little heat. People want to talk about the Butch Goring. Oh, let me let me pull it up because I, I did. Wait, I, wait, I forgot. Wait, wait, I I have grown. You know how I've talked about on the show about these announcers on these other teams. That they differ that Edmonton guys, thank God, Edmonton is in the shitter right now, and I couldn't be happier because I'm sick of like, this is the greatest player in the world, Connor McDavid. Look at him, look at him. Oh my god, oh my god, I just wet my pants. McDavid, McDavid, Tricidal, McDavid, Tricidal, McDavid. I got my tricycle. You forgot Yamamoto. Mammy Yoko. Darnell Nurse. Yeah. Again, this is why they suck. They suck because they are only McDavid. And they got the biggest fishes in net. Mike Smith. Give me a break. Methuselah in net. Give it a break. Move on. Methuselah. Terrible. They're terrible. Milan, Milan Lucic. Wasn't he washed up like seven years ago? I mean, really, come on. Oh, my time in the grave. Big Jesus. Big Jesus. Big Jesus. Thank you, Frankie. Frankie. They fucking suck. They got nobody on the back line. They got no one second line. 
When they panic, all they do is move Dreisaitl in with McDavid. They got no depth. They blow. Get out of here, you bum. So this, so I'm listening to these announcers. Goodbye. Get out of here, you bum. Of course, we got the two most flaccid announcers. The two, the two guys who are the limpest dicks in the business. Praising the other team up and down. That's that's not confirmed, by the way. That's just speculation. What? That they're flaccid. <laughs> they're lip dicks. They are. They got no balls between them. They should be rooting for the Rangers overtly. This is New York. You could say what you want about Sterling and Waldman, and even the Mets. Those they're rooting for the Mets. Those guys. Those uh, Waltman and, and Sterling, they're horrible, but at least they're rooting for the Yankees. You, got, you know the Giant announcers are rooting for the Giants. Because when the Giants are losing on the radio, forget it. It's like uh, uh, the morgue. They're, shitting, they're sitting shiv over there. <laughs> the Jets, Marty Lyons doesn't remember the last time the Jets were relevant, so he's like, uh, and that Bob Washugin is the worst. I've heard more bad news from him than uh, Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Interception, interception of uh, 20 years of hearing Bob was choosing to make bad calls. And Sanchez fumbles. Shut up. (laughs) Get out of my life. Anyway, we need Homer announcers. That's right. So uh, every team has him. And everybody goes, oh, I didn't want to Jack Edwards. Or Jack Edwards is an ass. You know, but I want an ass. I want something. So, speaking of asses, Mr. Helmet on too tight with his homemade helmet, Butch Boring. Look what he tweaks, folks. Jim, you take it away. I did not know the NYR fans were even on Twitter. I guess they were in hibernation for the last three years. All right. This is... Uh, this, 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 I was going to say why. I held back a little bit on... The Facebook post. But now that we're here amongst friends, let me tell you something. This douchebag is an asshole. First of all, how dare you not capitalize the Y and the R? That is your first mistake. It's all capitals, motherfucker. Because we're the only show in town. We've been the only show in town since 1926, whatever this fucking d- disgusting league started, we fucking have ruled the roost. He spelled it like like former Ranger Paul Sear. Paul- yeah, like Paul Sear. <laughs> Paul Near. Yeah, I know. Everybody said, oh, Twitter. I see Kurt. It's still out there. I, I'm surprised this old fool even knows how to use fucking Twitter. This jerk off. What, he's getting into the mix now? He's still ins- he's still in- insulting this fan base on a public platform, regardless of its se- of its uh, of uh, of what a cesspool Twitter is. Yeah, Twitter's a joke. It's the worst. It's an absolute cesspool, dumpster fire, whatever you want to call it. Nothing but cowards and and whiners. Yeah, and he's one of them. Right. What do you get, 182 likes? The entire fan base that's loyal to this shit organization that they are? Ooh! Uh, uh. 
couple months ago. Oh, Lou Amarillo's genius. Lou Amarillo, Lou He's no fucking genius. He hasn't won anything since the fucking salary cap was instituted. He's a cheap fuck. They got nobody that could score. They got no big names. I never seen a team that was in the fucking Stanley Cup uh, semifinals two years in a row. I think they were. At least last year they were. And nobody knows anybody's on the fucking team. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody talks about Barzell. Nobody talks about Anders Lee. And for this clown to come out on a public forum and make it about the Rangers, you know what the Rangers were doing those three years? They were rebuilding. Something you should take note of because your players are getting older and they're getting, and you know what? Your young guys aren't that great. Oh, I remember a day. I remember. I remember the hockey news saying that Ilya Sorokin was going to be rookie of the year. He's better than Shesterkin. Oh, I remember that. Well, guess what? He sucks. And we got Shesterkin. Do you have anybody about Tammy Panarin or Mika Zabinajad? You would actually have to pay those guys to play. Do you have any developing youngsters? Ooh, is the Oliver Wallstrom, is people quaking in their boots about him? Give it a break, Maui. There's <laughs> absolutely nobody cares about the Islanders. I'm glad that Jim did not take the bait from Goring. Is absolutely just trolling for responses. Sorry, Butch. We're not playing. Well, we are kind of playing because we're amongst friends now. But we're playing the game. You have no... Nothing to stand up. There's only number one team in Madison Square Garden ever, except there is one team in Madison Square Garden history. A hockey team, ladies and gentlemen, that is being represented tonight in my background. Now, I don't know if you guys picked it up yet or if you can see it, but there is a new plaque right above my Rangers mirror. Can you see it over there? Right the boop. It's right. Boop. There you go. Can you make out what that is? That's right. You fans. Can anybody? My second favorite team that ever played in Madison Square. Is that the New York Raiders? That the WHA? Is a Jim, it's is a little hard to see. I put you on solo to blow it up, but still. Yeah, I know. It is, it is a little hard to see. The New York Raiders, baby. That's right. They played in Madison Square Garden from 1972 to 73, I believe. Uh, this is a quick Raiders synopsis. Get this. Dismal existence. Originally intended to play out of the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, but moved to the Big Apple to compete against the NHL's Rangers. When they decided to place the Islanders there, the team was renamed the Golden Blades for the second season, but moved to New Jersey than San Diego. So, please, Butch Goring, you don't even beat the Raiders, in my opinion. The Raiders were a better franchise than the New York Islanders ever have and captured more, uh, uh, more of an audience than you have. As a matter of fact, that's right. After about 10 years later, you were done 1983 and irrelevant since then. So, fuck yourself and, uh, and whatever. Sorry. The great, isn't the great Bobby Sheehan play for the New York Raiders? I know he played for the Golden Blades. You'll have to pull up. 
What about the article about them building a new MSG? How true is that? They always talk about the, a new MSG. It's uh, Gruntilda Van Bigglesworth is here, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, hey, Gruntilda. I'm not old enough. Uh, Fritz Peterson, wasn't he a wife swapper? Uh, John Moldovan, who is also known as, I can't think of his nickname. Mr. French. Mr. French. I think uh, Fritz Peterson was in a wife swapping. A married yes. girl. So. With so anyway, uh, Mickey that black cost me less than a Brian Leach autograph. <laughs> so anyway, so what, do you, what are your thoughts on the, the Butch Goring tweet, Jim? Irrelevant team. Irrelevant fans. Irrelevant commentator. Just wait till they get a new arena, a place they can call their own. They'll be fine. Ah! Unbelievable. <clears throat> Stick it up your ass. The Rangers are getting kicked out of MSG. If they want to, if they want to close MSG or whatever they want to, whatever, whatever these rumors are, the Rangers could just become a barnstorming team that plays at all these abandoned Islanders arenas. They could play thirty games at the. At the Coliseum, they can play thirty games at UBS, and then the other twenty will play at the at the Barclays Center. They don't have to have a home; they don't pay rent. You know, my first baseball glove. Sorry, it was Fritz Peterson. He was there. It is Mike Kekich. Oh, I was right. It was I. I, I said Mickey Kekich, but I, oh, I was right. Okay. Wow, you guys are really on top of things. Because I always get him confused with Mickey Lolich. Oh, God. <laughs> he, Mickey Lolich was a portly guy, but he could throw a baseball. Anyway, so uh, what else we got to talk about the Rangers? Oh, I wanted to – I gave Jim a clip here. Again, I'm, I'm annoyed. I know I've been annoyed at a lot of things in the show. Uh, I'm annoyed at the, the homerism of all these announcers. And you know what? God bless Peter McNabb. He beat cancer. He's back on the air calling the Avalanche games. But, uh, Jim, if you can pull this clip up, he loses his shit. This other guy, you might have seen this, how he was a Nashville game, but it was the Colorado broadcast. And, uh, and listen to lose his shit. I don't know. He's making some aneurysm noises and something in this. I don't know what's going on. Again, bias broadcasting. And I'm losing my mind in Music City. Holy cow. Two saves at each end of the ice. We have a penalty coming up. The Predators had 27 no. guys on the ice, and the no, Avalanche. Are you sure, Pete? I am positive. Avalanche, you're right. Oh my goodness, you're Standing in front of their bench, and I saw them. I saw all the friends standing in front of their bench. I saw five friends standing in front of their bench, and I saw all the friends standing in front of their bench. Let's take a look again at what happened here because my focus was down on this side. Of course, it was. I thought the first one was a little bit light. What? 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 What?
Santa. There had to be somebody hiding in a corner. In a corner? When it's time to change. On, on the avalanche and the predators, I'm telling you, Pete, they had a bunch of guys. I didn't see it. For too many men on the ice. Oh, my goodness, oh, you're right, Pete. Golly. I saw yeah. fat Brent standing in front of <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck was that? God bless you, Peter, for beating the big C, but really, I don't know what kind of grunt. He's always been a homie. He sucked with the Devils, too. Him and Emmerich, when they were the Devils, intolerable. I actually, you know, I met Peter McNabb when I was covering <laughs> when I was covering the uh, the 2010 draft in Los Angeles. Ah. And I was and I was talking to Peter McNabb. He's actually a really nice guy. We were having a very nice conversation, and Brendan Shanahan came walking over, started talking to Peter McNabb, and just completely stepped like I wasn't even fucking there. Wow. And I just walked away. I said, nice talking to you, Peter, and I just kept going. <laughs> I would have thrown down with Brendan. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brendan would have kicked my ass. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> And that fucking geek that comes in the MSG in the, the little square while the game's going on, the picture-in-picture picture thing, who is that douche? Get him off my screen. <coughs> I know, Jen, you're right. They don't get excited. I'm, I'm open. Holy Christ, in Nashville, what am I seeing? 57 players on the ice. I mean, they I'm losing my mind in the motor in the Music City. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing he said. I'm losing my mind in the music city. <laughs> it's true, though, man. I mean, I wish we had an office like that. Just totally biased, like. So, uh, it, it. So, what do you think? Some about these young kids that they brought up to <laughs> trying to switch into more of a serious gear. <clears throat> Uh, well, I like I, I like what I've seen from Morgan Barron. Yes. Um, uh, you know, Greg McKegg is is what he is. Johnny Brzezinski, you know, he's played okay. They filled in nicely. You know, this this team. I, I I'll say this for for Gallant. You know, and the the common term that you hear a lot is this next man up. And right now, the Rangers are very much a next man up. You know, they keep losing. Guys keep falling off to the to the COVID protocols, and guys keep stepping in, and and for the most part, they just keep winning. Uh, yeah, it was like again with your your Morgan Barons, your Johnny Brodzinski's, your uh, I'm trying to think of some more of the forwards when Gautier went out. Who were some of the other guys they had up? Forward wise, whatever it is, Gettinger, get Tim Gettinger. How about the youngster Anthony Greco? Anthony Greco, yeah, let's talk about that one. <laughs> Anthony Greco played against the Sharks. I don't remember if he was in the Flyers game, but he did play against the. We didn't even the talk about game. the Sharks That's game when he got his Sam and uh, 
I mean, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledummer were gushing over the young Anthony Greco. I guess they didn't read uh, the uh, his fourth NHL team that he's been they on. Called, they they repeatedly. It wasn't just once. It was repeatedly. They referred to him as the youngster. And yes, in the grand scheme of things, he is young. But he's twenty eight years old. He's probably the the third or fourth oldest guy on the team. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Greco, I mean, again, it's a good story. His father was in the fire department, whatever. Absolutely. And played well. Played very well in that Sharks game. Again, (coughs) we're smart fans. You don't think I'm going to look up Anthony Greco? Maybe I got to be like my friend, Jeff, and just be like, hey, the hits just keep on coming. We got all these young guys. Greco did not play against the Flyers. Reeves was back against the Flyers. So in the uh, in the Sharks game, you had a you had Greg McKegg, Kevin Rooney, Tim Gettinger, Anthony Greco, Morgan Barron, and Johnny Brodzinski in your starting in your, in your uh, on your forwards, and they still find a way to win three nothing and get thirty one shots on goal. Now, if I, if I told you in October that the Rangers were going to play a game, on the, they were going to go on the road trip, and they were going to have those guys in the lineup, you'd figure they'd lose 5-1. Exactly. 5-1, nine shots on goal. And didn't their goalie stand on their head in that game? Anthony Stolars or whatever it was? I don't know if that was the game. Um, that was the Ducks game. Oh, the Ducks game. Right, he plays for the Ducks. Uh, the goaltender was uh, Aiden was Hill. Aiden Hill, I think it was Aiden. Aiden, yes, Aiden Hill, another big goaltender, six foot six, big I guy. They grow Played well, Played pretty Played well. But the Rangers came out. That's uh, come on, you got you got to say, guys. That, I mean, you know, your expectations. Yeah, I, I, to tell you the truth, I haven't been in keeping up with the taxi squads. Who's on COVID? I can't keep track anymore. My brain gets fried. So whatever they put out there, I notice during the game, and I say, oh, I, mean, I will say this Morgan Barron, can, uh, what's his, how old is he? The young Morgan Barron. Uh, he's 20, uh, 21, 22. He's fresh out of college, right? Yeah, Cornell University. Uh, 23. League boy. 23. Let me he's tell 23. you. And I've seen this this chat room. About people like him, they see him on the face-offs. I don't know what his face-offs. Uh, maybe you can look up that while I. You don't have ninety-two percent on face-offs. We no. four <laughs> face-offs. <laughs> I don't even know how you can come to that ninety-two percent of four face-offs, but whatever. He's the first Ranger young guy that I have seen, and he did a thing on uh, MSG today. Like they interviewed him at the media availability. This dude, sixty-six point seven. All right, right there. He's uh, he's taken twenty-seven face-offs and he's won eighteen of them. All right, you're on the team. You stay. That's well. That's I mean, what that's I'm what looking for. What you want from your third or fourth line center, right? Exactly, Jim. So I'm looking him on this media availability day. And he's the only young guy I've seen come down the pike for the Rangers in quite a while that is built like a man. I'm not saying these other guys aren't men. They're still young guys. that They're growing into their body. 
You look at this guy's physique, and he's he looks like a strong dude. He's got some muscle. Hello, Frisco. Six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. That's a, that's that beef. I want more beef. Where's the beef? And the guy can win face-offs. Listen, listen to you dipping your toe in the man pond. Listen. <laughs> I got to watch all these supermodels. They they they, they, they plants out there like Niels Lundquist and all these skinny little dudes. These long hairs. Yeah, they, they, they're not the long hair. They, they, they look like supermodels. They got I, the thought, I saw Mika with the long hair and the, you know. They weigh like 89 pounds. Oh, God. Yes, for fast. Oh God, that guy just. But uh, gonna see him Friday night too, right? Oh, it's gonna be a whole old. So it's gonna be oldies night. Brady Shea, Tony D'Angelo, Foss, Brendan Smith, Derek Stepan, Anthony Ronta. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's all the oldies. <laughs> Norman Rochefort. Norman Rochefort's gonna be there. Mike Bladesdell. Mike Bladesdell is going to be there. <laughs> Rob DeMaio. <laughs> Troy Loney. I don't know if the youth is feminized, uh, Mrs. Bigglesworth. But, uh, <laughs> just, I'm sick of the skin. This guy is built like a brick shit house. He's men. He's a man. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I have to say, I want this guy. I want to see more. It's the opposite. Of I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen it all. I've seen. I've seen enough. I've seen I want enough. To see more. No, yeah, definitely like what you've seen. Uh, there's nothing. Oh yeah, I forgot Joey about him. Keen. Oh, Joey on. Keen. If he plays, he's good for a goal. Oh yeah, John. I forgot about that guy. So okay, so we might have to might have to download that Bet MGM app, and I'll just bet on I'll just bet on all the ex Rangers that'll score Friday night. They get good odds too, because most of them don't score. <coughs> Jay was sitting at one guy. I think he's got four or five now. He's he's gone on a fucking crazy streak. But anywho, I think that uh, they they you like you said. That Philadelphia game was not pretty. Not at all. They not were pretty bad in a lot of that game. Philly outplayed them. Game. The Flyers were in their end. Ranger, Rangers weren't physical in that game. Uh, you know, the heart, the heart stinks. And they couldn't get enough shots on goal to make him look as bad as he he should be. I really don't know what what's happened to that guy. Not he's that I care. Him. He's, he, he's been really all in his life. I I really thought, like, when I first saw him play, like, the first season, I really thought they had finally solved their goaltending problems that have plagued them for 20 years, 30 years, for the most part. And now he's, he stinks. He needs he Ben Waller. Well, he, he, can't have our, he can't have our CEO in charge of goaltending or whatever title they've given him now. I do like Igor's hairband. It's fucking sexy. The guy is uh, the flyers. Yeah. And uh, oh, the Iron Man of the Week, he handle. What was that clip? Flyers. The flyers. The flyers. The flyers. 
What would have happened to that kid? Uh, he's walking around the garden in the McElrath jersey. Should be easy to pick out. Oh, so, I'm getting his jersey. Right. Everybody that knows me. Niels is the unsullied. Is that he's Get him abroad or something. Get him to be a man. The unsullied. Oh my God. Lundquist, the, the, the Bradens, the Schmadens, the, all those young guys, they all look so young. I don't, I'm not blaming them, but he. Wow. What? Wow. Oh. Speaking of cool. Wow. <laughs> Good one, Mario. They had. We go dark here. Yeah, we go dark. And I got to say, man, the Rangers completed that. They, they got the win. Let's just dark and let's just bow to the czar. This guy is lights out. The guy is phenomenal. I love the way how he's he's so aggressive with his goaltending. He's like daring the guys to score. He's straight up like this. Come on. Not exactly like that. He doesn't look like that. That looks like somebody who's special needs. But he's straight up, <laughs> and the puck's coming at him, and then he reflexes. Save. <laughs> he's fantastic. He and doesn't then, panic. Did you, Jim, did you see the intro with Revo in the – uh, in a, oh, yes, that's great. Or what? Yeah, I posted that in our group. Yeah, that's what I want to see. And I knew release us. <laughs> I will release you, Sister Arkin. I don't even know if he knows what it means, but uh, he's got the head shave, Reeves. He's back. And listen, they need some of that. That was needed. And listen, I didn't really bag on. I knew Reeves would do what he's doing. He's been fine. I don't think the Rangers got to be very proud of themselves because that road trip, they came out gold in that road trip. Considering, so I, I think I believe that some of the games Panarin was didn't play. The fact that they went through all the COVID issues, they're still going through it. No uh, laffy taffy, uh, and they've had you know, just like everybody else. They've had their thing, but they brought up those guys and they maintain a consistency and they're banking these two points every night. This is this is good. And so I uh, yeah, YouTube will go what because I said special needs, special needs, special needs, special needs, special. Say, what do you think? YouTube is gonna ban me for saying that? Shut up, Cutter. You know, you need a slap. Oh, is he here now? Yeah, he's here to fucking buzzkill. Right. Buzzkill traffic cone. That should be death, a new screen name. Death of fun. The death of fun. Here it is. Let's see this. You're released. You're released. I want to know. I want to know. Him and Patrick no, Nemeth are like beating the shit out of each I other. <laughs> I love that though. I, well, people can't wait to get rid of Patrick Nemeth in this fucking group. I know, but then who's Reeves gonna slam? Who's he gonna yeah, body he's slam? Gonna be slammed. Shusty, release us. <laughs> that was great, man. It's like that's what I want. Personality. Like, 
It's like Lord Stannis coming to Blackwater with the drums. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> I'm telling you, I love that insanity that we call New York Rain Jockey. And I think we all should be enjoying it. And uh, I'm enjoying it. And uh, I'm not going to worry about signing anybody right now. I'm not going to worry about the third pairing, the second pairing. I thought Braden Schneider looked uh, pretty good. Uh, uh, I th so far, everybody looks pretty good, but it looks like Niels Lundqvist, what are they going to do with him? Is he seeing his little glimpse of NHL hockey going to be sent down? Oh, I guess we'll see. Just giving him a chance to watch from the press box a little bit. Uh the uh, so the schedule they got uh, Toronto Wednesday, win, and then three out of three games in four nights. Carolina Friday night, Arizona win. at home on Saturday, win, and then the Kings at home on Monday night, loss. I got to avenge that I bad feel like loss. They never beat the Kings anymore. Got to avenge that bad loss, and they got to and they got to play better again. The Coyotes almost beat them two yeah, weeks ago. Out there. Just walk in that game. Got to come out better. So, yeah. so I uh, things are looking up for the New York Rangers. Well, they are up. So enjoy it, folks. So we've said it all. We've said it all tonight. We've. I'm, I said special needs. I hope enough times for cutters like you. <laughs> Sorry we didn't take calls tonight. We'll take them next week. Yeah, we got some football to watch, apparently. I didn't know about it. <laughs> we'll have some former New York Raiders guests on next week. Mike Blaisdell <laughs> on the program. Mike Blaisdell. Bobby Sheehan. But, you know, Jim, Bobby Sheehan's probably got some good stories from that 79 finals run. Probably. Is he alive? Bobby the Cat Sheehan. <laughs> Not funny about a hockey player. But uh, we can have Blaisdell come on and verify if this is his signature. <laughs> if not, nothing else. Anyway, it was great seeing you guys. Bobby Sheehan's still alive, 72 years old. Wow. I'm going to try to get him. I wonder if he knows how to work a computer. <laughs> I got to tell you, Cutter, don't even make me go off on the, the leaf that sat. I know Jim's tired, but I got Oh, Mitch Marner came back Saturday for the Leafs. I'm tired of Cutter. That's what I'm tired of. <laughs> Mitch Marner came back for the Leafs. You would think that Jesus Christ himself had had come back. It was a 45-minute expose on Mitch Marner and how great he is. Now, Mitch Marner is certainly an excellent player. But is he elite? Is he worth every sentence that you utter for 45 minutes? I say... <laughs> and now the anti Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown sucks. Depressing. Sorry. Don't let Lucy bully you. Should have punched her in the face. That's it. That's all I got. Rangers coming home Wednesday night for Toronto. They'll be well rested, hyped up. TNT hockey. That's Can't right. wait. Galant behind the bit. Mike Kelly, who had COVID for seven years. I don't know. He was on some. I don't know what he was taking. Thanks, Chris. Good to see you. 
Yes, Chris. Nice to see you. Nice to see all you guys. And uh, I'm glad you caught us live. It's always better live than on memory. Right. All right. That's all we got. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget, February 26th, viewing party, McHale's Bar and Grill, New York City. We will see you then. Rangers, tell oh, look at that. Rangers just scored. That's my ringtone. Rangers take it on. <laughs> the Penguins. We'll see you then. Eddie, always a pleasure. <laughs> Kurt's making me laugh. Sorry. Did they tell you Matthews and Mona had what they had for breakfast on PSN? Yes. Always a pleasure. Thank you, uh, fans, for joining us. And uh, thanks for letting me get vent this out. It saved me a psychiatrist trip. Anytime. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Uh, 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 good night.